This is Basketball More Than a Game with your hosts, Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Former high school coach and player have teamed up again to share their knowledge of the game and life skills on and off the court. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, folks, this is Coach Goins, and it is that time of week. Uh, we are back, and this is Basketball More Than a Game. So listen, we're going to you know, step back in time a little bit today. Before we do, we definitely want to uh, thank all of the coaches that were on as we coming out of uh, our Coaches Month, and just thank you, gentlemen, uh, for your time and your talent, and we wish everybody continued success on and off the court. Now, before we get into that, you know i got to kick it over to the hottest uh, co-host this side of a basketball court. Coach Q, what's popping? Hey, what's going on, Coach G? You want to know what's popping with Coach Q? Well, I'm so excited about today's guest on our show that I feel like it's 1997. I'm inside Fog Allen Fieldhouse on the campus of the Kansas Jayhawks, and Paul Pierce just kicked it out to Rafe LaFrance at the top of the key for the game winner. But stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, and Coach G is going to come right back and introduce you to our very special guest. Now here are Coaches G and Q. All right, Coach Quick, we appreciate that. So listen, folks, we, I hope you got it uh, dialed in. Uh, if you know somebody and you need to call them, you need to make sure that they're checking this show. But listen, without further ado, it is an honor and privilege to have on Mr. Dean Buckin, who is former uh, SID for Kansas University, Wake Forest University, as well as Georgia Tech Yellow Jack. He is currently a realtor in Atlanta, Georgia. Dean, welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Hey, uh, great to be on. I appreciate it, coaches. Appreciate you guys having me. Well, listen, Dean, and, and folks, if you don't know, let me go ahead and drop a little bit of history uh, on our guest. He is a 1982 graduate of the great Pinecrest High School in Southern Pines, North Carolina, 1987 graduate of UNC Wilmington. And if people don't know what that is, that's UNC by the sea as we always call it. And then that, you know, Dean, you know what, Dean? So it, I, here's where here's where I want to go with this, is as you started your career, as it relates to sports information, where, where did that where did that spark? Because here's the thing I know about you. You were a heck of a baseball player. And I know you went to UNC Women's. Where did where did that where did that spark come in for you to say this is this is what I want to run? I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I, again, I appreciate you guys having me on. We are all from the same area and considering where we grew up and when we grew up around, you know, college basketball hotbed. I mean, uh, you know, unlike you, I could talk about college basketball, uh, you know, all, all day long. And so, I, again, I appreciate you having me. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, we at Pinecrest uh, and uh, uh you know, my passions when I was in high school were two things, sports and uh, writing. And uh, so I, I soon realized that uh, um, I was a little slow and a little short to probably, um, you know, make it in basketball. Plus, Coach Capel cut me uh, from the basketball team uh, my uh, junior year. Uh, but that that's okay. Uh <clears throat> But uh, so, you know, I knew that I wanted to combine, to bo combine both. And so um, I actually, when I was playing American Legion baseball, uh, my senior year of high school, the sports editor uh, quit. And, and uh, so there was no sports editor. 
And uh, they said, well, if you're going to play American Legion baseball, you also need to take pictures and write a story. Wow. So, so I would write a story and take pictures from the dugout from the game that I was playing. Wow. And so uh, it was <laughs> it was tough to do. Uh, you know, if I actually had it, I'd have to write, you know, about myself. But it, but anyway, so uh, sports information, communications, media relations, you've probably heard of those fields. They kind of combine the two, sports as well as writing and, and a little bit of graphic design. And, and so I got into it immediately my first day of class at UNC Wilmington. And uh, it was one of the moves I ever made. How about that? Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Hey, Mr. Buckin, um, I got a question for you. What was it like for you working with Roy Williams, Dave Odom, and then the late Skip Prosser? Man, those are uh, those are three big ones right there. Uh, I I was fortunate enough to work with Roy Williams for for ten years, and uh, you know, Roy is uh, just as genuine as, as as he appears on TV. He's the same person. Uh, he doesn't alter that a bit. Uh, but the thing that uh, uh, you can say about Roy uh, in the Carolina family is it's always players first. Uh, you know, they, they they have a circle basically around the players and the student managers and the trainers and the assistant coaches, and they're one big close-knit family, and nothing's more important than the players. That was kind of coach what Coach Williams did. He was really good to me in my 10 years, and I, I'm very grateful. I only got to work with Coach Odom one year, and uh, we started off that year. That was the 2001 season. We actually started off that season 11 and, and uh, moved into the top five in the nation and proceeded to lose, uh, I think, 11 out of our next 17. Uh, we lost on a last-second crazy shot in the ACC opener at Chapel Hill, and uh, – from that moment on, we went downhill. And in the, I, I, in the first round of the NCAA tournament, they matched us. So we were an eight seed, I think, and we were, or maybe we were a seven seed, and we were a ten seed. Butler, Akron Butler, was like just getting it going. And at halftime, I think they were beating us forty-one to, to nine. Wow! And yeah, that season ended miserably. Coach Odom left to become the head coach at South Carolina. And we hired uh, Skip Prosser. Um, I could talk all day about Skip Prosser. Uh, he is the he, he was a great friend of mine. He was the best coach as far as the way that he treated his staff and his support staff. Uh, uh, he was unbelievable. And uh, uh, you know, people that work for him are just very you know very loyal. And, and to this day, we. We really miss him, and he, you know, he produced a lot of really good coaches. He produced Chris Mack, who's now at Louisville, uh, Dino Gaudio, uh, Jeff Battle, who's an assistant coach at Providence now. Um, I'm, miss, I'm missing several others, but uh, and you know, he he turned the, you know, when Dave Odom left Wake, they were pretty middle of the pack in the ACC, and by the time Skip recruited Chris Paul and got really got it going. Uh, you know, he got Wake Forest to as high as number one in the nation. And so those were three really good coaches that I had a chance to work with. Wow. Yes, sir. That, that's big time right there. I, I can remember watching all three coaches, and, man, 
they they were all excelled at what they do. Um, kicking it over to you, Coach G. Well, you know what, Dana? Here's a, what you know, and I appreciate you and the transparency talking about uh, Coach Proctor and, and you know, God rest his soul. Is it when you said he what made what made him was it was was it the relationship before the task or was it um, did he just take time out to get to know everybody just what made him give you that and and I noticed that in the in the bio that you sent us and we certainly appreciate that um, but you called that out and what made that so special for you. Well, it wasn't just for me. I mean, you know, anybody that came into contact with uh, uh, Coach Prosser. You know, felt felt that way about him. He 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 treated everybody everybody with with great respect. Uh, he appreciated the job that everybody did for him. The trainers, the academic people. He would go out of his way when he would uh, speak at, at you know you know do some of these speeches, whether it be at the Rotary Club or whether it be at the you know Maui Classic, Rainbow Classic, you know at the luncheons. He would go out of his way to stand up in front of everybody and say that he has the best staff in the country. He would have the best uh, sports medicine trainer, the best academic person in the country. Wow. Now, whether he believed that or not, you know, I don't know. But for him to say that he had the best people in the country just, you know, made people feel good. And uh, so, and, and on top of that, he was a downright funny guy. He was a hilarious um uh, hilarious guy. He passed away. Um, I had just started working at Georgia Tech, and um, I actually talked to him on the phone the day that he passed away. Wow. And uh, uh, he had done a radio interview with a, a radio station here in Atlanta. And so after he did the interview, I called him and I said, "I move all the way down to Atlanta to get away from you." <laughs> and the first the first radio I interview. I hear is you like, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, he laughed and he said, you know, he said, Hey, are you, you know, are you, uh, uh, you got a girlfriend yet? You're in the, uh, the best city in the, in the country where you find single women. That's what I'm told. Um, you know, I hope you've got a date, you know, just kind of joke, <laughs> yes, sir. just kind of joking around. And, and, uh, and, you know, and later that day, um, you know, we received the, the tragic news that he, that he passed away. It was really, uh, man, what a, to, uh, what a terrible day for Wake Forest and for really all of college basketball. Wow. I can, uh, I can only imagine. So listen, folks, we have none other than Dean Buckin, former SID for Kansas, Wake Forest, and Georgia Tech, now realtor in the great city of Atlanta. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Looking for a smarter way to shop for your insurance for you and your families? Look no farther. There is help. With several different companies and plans to choose from, whether it's life insurance or Medicare supplemental plans, finding the right plan has never been easier. Licensed with multiple companies and able to shop various rates, plans to help find the best plan for you and your budget. Independent insurance broker Curtis Jackson is the one to call for help. Call Curtis now at 919-614-5796 for a no-cost consultation. Visit our website, coachgoins.podbean.com. Always learn to pass. Process, attitude, sacrifice, satisfaction. Let me kick it over there to uh, the co-host who's looked like he's got his feet ready for this three-point shot. Coach Quick, what you got? <laughs> 
Yes, sir. Mr. Buckin, what were your duties as sports information director at these three um, great, great schools? Well, uh, sports information directors, also known as communication directors or media relations directors, they wear a lot of hats. Uh, that role has changed uh, over the years, quite frankly. Uh, it, it, you know, the guys that do it now have a little bit different task, but at the time, uh, in short, I was the liaison between the basketball program and the media. And, you know, whenever one of every one of your games is either on regional or national television and you're covered daily by, uh, you know, newspapers and magazines, it's, it's really, um, you know, a relentless job. And so uh, that was my job really to help publicize uh, the program. I promoted players for, you know, postseason awards. Um, you know, we I was in charge of the publications, you know. For home games, we were in charge of press row and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, hosting all the media and, and uh, uh, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, so we, we wore a lot of, lot of hats. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you, you know what? That's a great question, Coach Quick. And, and here's the thing a lot of people don't realize is that when Dean was at his in, – in, in, I'm going to call it in his mojo – uh, doing this deal. Think about it. People don't realize, you know, some of these schools have, you know, there's not one or two programs. And as I kept doing my research, when he was at uh, Georgia Tech, it was over 17 Division One programs. Wake Forest had 16 Division One programs. So that's that is a lot of information to compile, put it in. And when I when when I really think about this, Dean, I, I have to call out the University of Virginia because I remember uh, it was like 1983. I remember writing Coach Terry Holland. Uh, cause I was, a, I was a big UVA fan and Ralph Sampson fan and he sent me a media guide. And of course the media yes. guide goes back and it's got, so let me ask you this. Do you still have all your media guys from, from all your, uh, your universities? Uh, I have every, every basketball, uh, media guide from Kansas, um, and Wake Forest for sure. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of them. I've got, you know, I feel like a hoarder. If you look at some of the uh, boxes I have filled up, but, uh, you know, they're kind of fun to go back and look at, you know, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Hey, so coach quick, you, you're going to love this right here. I, I saw, I saw this post. Uh, I think Dean, if you don't mind, uh, share the story. Uh, well, I think you were at the Carolina basketball camp one summer and I think it was like 1976, and and the Olympic team was possibly practicing there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was one of the great. <laughs> that was one of the greatest weeks of my life. I was 11 years old, and so uh, you know I was fortunate enough for my parents to uh, be able to scrap enough money together so I could go to Dean Smith's basketball camp. And I, I went four years in a row. Obviously, my skills never developed, you know, to your guys' <laughs> level, uh, but I did have a lot of fun. That particular year, 1976, the Olympic basketball team was training there. And so, you know, I, even at age 11, I'm a college basketball junkie. And so, I, you know, I'd go down to eat breakfast and I would sit at the same cafeteria table with like Scott May from uh, Indiana, Adrian Dantley from Notre Dame, you know, uh, Phil Ford, who was my hero growing up you know from rocky mount high school 
you know, four Carolina players were on, on that team. John Thompson was uh, Dean Smith's assistant coach. And, uh, uh, man, what a Quinn Buckner was on that team. And uh, that was just so much fun. And I remember, uh, you know, a big, big thrill for me. I, I remember uh, sitting at, at the table and, and uh, you know, Quinn Buckner, I'm probably pestering those guys. I'm going, yeah, just asking them probably stupid questions. And Quinn Buckner, you know, just wants to get rid of me. And he says, hey, man, will you go to my room? I forgot, you know, my gym bag or something. And it's like, oh, man, this is great. This is great. <laughs> and so I, he gave me the key to his room. And I, I ran up there, got on the elevator, run up there. You know, uh, I walked in his room and, like, I, I remember – like just how messy it was like stuff all over the place and i thought wow this is the coolest thing ever like my mom would never <laughs> let me have my room like this but i was i was just so you know amazed by those guys who ran back down and gave him you know whatever he wanted so that that was uh you know that was really a, a thrill for me what a week uh you know to be able to do that walter davis was on that team Oh man, it was great. I can only imagine. So, Coach Quick, those are legendary Carolina guys, and I know you. I know you could appreciate that you being the Carolina guy that you are. And so, with that, I'll I'll toss it over to you, Coach Quick. Yes, sir. I, I got to say, Mister Bucking, at eleven years old, you were sitting in pretty hot cotton with those guys, especially, <laughs> especially those Tar Heels. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, uh, Dean Smith took a lot of criticism that year because he kept four. Carolina players on there, but it, I mean, you know, he couldn't have kept Phil Ford or Walter Davis uh, off that team. I think Mitch Kupchak was the third guy. I think the guy that he took criticism for was Tommy Lagarde, uh, but uh, you know, Tom, I think Lagarde played a key role on that team. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Kenny Carr from NC State was on that team, and Tate Armstrong from Duke. I just about named the whole roster. I get ready so to say you. I, I, you, you, I, you. I also, also remember that they took a lot of criticism because uh, Michigan had a really good player named Ricky Green. Ooh. And uh, like Ricky Green in the scrimmages and the trials had averaged like 30 points a game. And, and, and they they didn't keep him uh, because he didn't play any defense. That's, that's the way that I, I remember it. So wow. amazing that I can remember that stuff, and I can't remember what I have for lunch today. <laughs> <laughs> but, see, that's the one thing I say in noticing from watching Olympic basketball. You can't have a star at all 12 spots. You got to have guys that fill roles. Mm -hmm. You got to have a defensive stopper. You got to have a score. But on, on any Olympic roster, I feel you should have three legitimate point guards. Because think of think back to 1992 when Stockton went down, Magic went down, Jordan mm -hmm. and Pippen had to fill that role as the point guard. So I just feel like you got to always have three point guards on an Olympic roster. Now, mo moving forward uh, to my next question, what is the key to success when communicating with the public? Well, um, you know, in my opinion, is transparency and accessibility. Mm. Um, you yes, know, sir. we, uh, 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 in particular, when I was at Wake Forest, um, you know, uh, I was at Wake Forest 2000 to 2007, and I talked to our administration about, listen, the, the you know, and this is before social media really got, you know, really big. Uh, but uh, I'll tell the administration, the media has a choice of 
of what to cover, okay? And they can either come to Winston-Salem or they can go to Duke, Carolina, NC State. Uh, you know, they can go to Charlotte and cover, you know, whatever the, the, the Hornets were. They were probably, or, the, you know, probably the Bobcats back then or whatever they were. They have their choice. Uh, and so we need to do something different. We need to be uh, out of our bunker and we need, you know, if somebody calls and wants to do an interview with our football coach, I need to, you know, he needs to be available that day. If they want to talk to the star quarterback or the star point guard, we, you know, we need to be that accessible, um, uh, you know, to uh, uh, to hold our ground with the with the coverage. But, you know, to answer your question, it, the the director of communications, media relations, and all that, it's not always fun and games. Uh, you know, anytime. Uh, a student athlete or a coach or, or an administrator, staff member, if they would get in trouble with the law or they would flunk out or transfer or whatever, you know, a lot of times you'll see a school spokesman said, and that would be that, you know, in my case, when I was there, it was usually, it was usually me. Wow. Uh, so it's not all fun and games, but we, we try to be, you know, try to be honest and try to be uh, accessible. Wow. Yes, sir. To piggyback off that question, share an experience in which you successfully shared a difficult piece of information to the media. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I can think of some times that uh, uh, it, it probably didn't go very well, um, more so than I can think of, uh, of a time that it went well. But I, I can tell you um, a time that... Uh, um, that it was difficult. I won't say that it went well or, or bad, but probably the worst nightmare for any college administrator, coach, what have you, would be a student athlete passing away. And uh, uh, we had the unfortunate situation of uh, um, a baseball player at Georgia Tech uh, who passed away from, uh, he, he went to a very highly respected uh, upper class high school here in Atlanta, and he overdosed on heroin. Wow! And uh, uh, there was a for the next week or so. Uh, the you know at that point, the sports media steps out of the way, and the news media steps in. And there's a difference. Right. <laughs> the yes. sports the sports media guys are, are usually easy to work with, and you know we have a relationship with them. The the, the news folks are, are cutthroat and relentless, and so they they were calling this kid's roommate. They were calling this kid's family. They 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 showed up at the funeral mm -hmm. uh, of this poor kid, wanting to interview uh, the family and, and and that type of thing. So. Uh, that might be a horrible uh, example for me to give you, but it's one that pops into my mind. I remember uh, that, that you know the day that uh, uh, that it was the media found out about it uh, that our baseball coach took the time to actually speak with the media, and that had to be an incredible difficult thing uh, for him to do. But uh, but he did it. And I think the media appreciated, uh, you know, the uh, the honesty. But uh, you know, I remember another time, just on the polar opposite 
and at uh, Georgia Tech one time, we had Charlie Sheen, <laughs> Charlie Sheen show up one day uh, to take batting practice. And this was when Charlie Sheen had just quit uh, Two and a Half Man, and there was it really controversial and all all that stuff. And, and uh, the the media found out that he was uh, at the ballpark, and and uh, uh, by the time that he got through, there was probably I don't know three hundred people outside the gate fans and and media trying to get a peek and trying to get an interview with uh, Charlie Charlie Sheen. Wow. So, yes, Cozy, so, I see you got your man sealed in the post, so I'm gonna throw your bounce pass down there. Well, well, listen, you know what? That's you. Know, I appreciate that because I'm getting ready to take Dean back in time, and we're gonna go back on the campus of the UNC Wilmington, and they had a they mm-hmm. had a they had a player. And when and when you sent this in your notes and I saw that name, I was like, oh my God. I hadn't thought about Brian Rousem in forever. What a heck of a what a heck of a player. I know you guys were and you you, you struggle in the CAA, but he was he was a beast. He really was he was a very good player. Uh and I was telling Coach Quick earlier, I remember he got drafted to Indiana and he played in Charlotte. As well, so that's right. Can, if you don't mind, give give take us back. Give give us the best Brian Rousem story that you got. Well, you got to remember that Brian and I are probably the same age. Like okay, I had, you know we were we were in college together. We were in class together. Okay, uh, but uh, you know he, he came from a one A high school. I believe it was Columbia or Columbus, North Carolina. I can't remember which one, but a real tiny school. And he came in, and you know. Uh, six, he was six nine, uh, and uh, but he was a really good guy. Uh, he came over to our, our apartment several times before before he graduated, and he's just real soft spoken guy. I was glad to see him, uh, you know, get to play professionally. Excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we get ready to take a break, our guest today is none other than Mr. Dean Bucken, former SID for Kansas University, as well as. Wake Forest and Georgia Tech. Now he's a realtor in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. We'll be back after this commercial break. You're listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goings and Coach Quick. And we're back in. And before we get back into the depth of the show, we just want to stop and pay homage a little bit. You know, a lot of times people say, you know, how do you become a leader? How do you surround yourself uh, with people that are going someplace? You know, a lot of times it starts in the home. So we want to stop for a second and recognize Mr. Buckin. Uh, that's not who's on the call. This is actually Dean Buckin that's on the call. But we want to stop and uh, pay homage to Dean's dad, Mr. Buckin, who uh, worked for the United States Post Office in Southern Pines, North Carolina. So it was in my hometown, so it was nothing like running in. Checking post office box 1297. Uh, if there was a package, you stopped by the window, saw Mr. Buckin, and if you needed a book of stamps, uh, he could get you squared away for that. But, again, he served he served the citizens of Southern Pines and Moore County with honor and grace, uh, and we just uh, wanted to recognize him for his leadership, uh, being the family man that it is, and provided uh, that stable upbringing. Uh, and also, as uh, you see who uh, we have on, and that's today his son, Mr. Dean Buckin. So, with that, I'm going to kick it back over to Coach Quick as we continue. Mr. Buckin, the greatest team that I feel Roy Williams ever coached was the 1997 Kansas Jayhawks team that had Paul Pierce, Rafe LaFrance, Scott Pollard, Jock Vaughn, 
that crew. Describe mm-hmm. to our audience what it was like working with the 97 Kansas team and the disappointment that everyone felt when you didn't win it all or get to the Final Four. I believe you guys went 34-2 and two that year. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Lamont, thank you for saying uh, something nice about my dad. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so to give you an idea of the expectations around Kansas basketball, uh, you're right. That year we went 34-2. and two, Okay, we lost in the Elite Eight to Arizona, which I believe went on to win the national championship that year. They had Miles and, and those guys. Uh and, and, and that was a close game. We missed a we missed a shot at the end that that would have won it. But anyway, uh, to give you an idea, uh, later that year uh, I was speaking with uh, a Kansas basketball fan, a, a, like one of the a big supporter of Kansas basketball, and, and you know he's talking and he's like, "So are we going to be any good next season?" I said, "Well, <laughs> I said, you know, we were pretty good last season, you know." <laughs> He said, yeah, but we didn't win at all. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, you, you know, and that's that's part of the, you know, sad thing, I think, about about college basketball is that and Coach Williams used to say this all the time. You really need to enjoy the journey because otherwise you're going to have 349 teams that, that think the season's a disappointment. You know, that was an incredible incredible season i think the only uh regular season game we lost was uh at missouri uh which by the way people in our part of the country think that at duke carolina is, is the only college basketball rivalry there is i'm going to tell you what back in the day back in the 90s that that was a brutal brutal uh, uh rivalry right there i mean that was some that was some physical stuff back then. It's too bad they don't play annually. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was, a, you know, those guys on that team, the guys that you mentioned, Paul Pierce and, and Rafe and Scott Pollard, and, uh, you know, I could go down the, down the line, but, you know, Billy Thomas was on that team. We had some such good guys. That's one thing is Roy really recruited good guys. He didn't get enough uh, credit that just uh, you know good people many of which i stay in touch with uh you know to some extent uh, today that's that's yes, awesome sir. but you know what you know what's so awesome about that guys and, and both of you guys are, are carolina guys but imagine imagine roy williams winning three national championships at, at kansas just imagine yeah. just turn back the hands of time that's a great setup question there coach quick imagine coach williams winning three national championships in Kansas before he comes to Carolina. And I, and I think that's what, and, and, and I appreciate Dean framing that out, is people don't enjoy that run. But, I mean, think about I mean, I know people talk about Coach K because he's won, you know. People talk about this coach. But people, I don't think people give Roy Williams the credit uh, and the, for, for his entire, his full body of work. Uh, and I know he had to step away and and retire, and and that and that's a moment and that's in itself. And I certainly appreciate uh, you know Dean taking us down that road. And uh, and those guys were good. I'm mean, and and as you said, now let me ask you this, Dean. When when you, being there and you seeing Paul Pierce come in and, and he did did you ever think he would be as good as he was in the NBA? Well, I'm not I'm not going to say that, but I, I you know I uh, I knew that he would be 
uh, he, I knew that he was special. Um, my, uh, uh, one of my favorite memories of him on the court, if you go back and look at it on YouTube, and it may have been his, his junior year, but we played at home against Oklahoma. And Oklahoma was really good. Kelvin Sampson was the was the head coach, and Allen Fieldhouse is just it's like no other place. And it's it's uh, you know I, I'm very very biased about how it's the best arena in college basketball, but uh, Paul Pierce just uh, took over, and he hit a, a three point dagger right in front of the the Oklahoma bench that was just took the wind out of Oklahoma sales. And if you, you go watch on YouTube, what after he hit that shot, he standed right in front of Kelvin Sampson and Kelvin just takes his right hand and just smacks him on the butt as if, you know, go ahead, big fella. We can't stop you today. <laughs> that's that, 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 that's it. And think about that coach quick, that just taking that in. And, and I remember saying, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Dean, you, you would, you would be sitting at the scores table along Along that press road, I call it press road uh, during the games. Yes, yeah, that was uh, uh, not only was a, a you know on the on press row or the scores table, but usually there was a seat close to the other team's coach, and so I got to hear what they were saying to the officials and the players. Not not stuff that I would relay to. You know, Coach Williams. You know, Coach Williams wouldn't have listened to me anyway. But right. ju- you know, ju- just from a uh, you know a interesting uh, basketball standpoint, I'd be interested to hear what they would say. And a lot of times, it would be really funny. You know, f- funny stuff. And, and sometimes it would be X-rated. Wow. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I understand totally. All right, Coach Quick. I see you coming off this pick, man. What you got? Yes, sir, um, Mr. Bucking. Why did you decide to leave college athletics and start working as a real realtor? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I had been in it 25 to 30 years, and, and for uh, almost all of that, um, I, I couldn't wait to get to work every single day. And, uh, uh, you know, I, when I got to Georgia Tech, um, I, I started doing football instead of basketball and uh, I like college football but uh, you know where we're again where we're from like college basketball is in our blood and uh, uh, you know it just I I wasn't all that passionate about it although I was there for uh, you know seven years and uh, but it it, you know at some point it quit being fun Uh, uh, I knew that it was a matter of time before um, I would be uh, you know maybe 60 and I was going to be reporting to a 30 year old and, and that probably <laughs> would not go over well with me. Um, and, uh, so I decided, I looked into, uh, real estate and uh, I realized like, you know, maybe this could be something that I could do and I, I could make my own schedule. And it's been a, it's been a blessing for me as much as I, you know, miss, being on the sidelines and press box and that type of thing. Um, I enjoy making my own schedule. And uh, the, the, the thing about it that's really been fun for me is that I've been able to help uh, so many student athletes, former student athletes, most of them former Georgia Tech football players that are, you know, 
now out of school four or five years and, and they they want to they want to either buy a house or they want to invest in real estate now i've been able to, i've been able to help you know a lot of people that want to invest in real estate and not not to uh you know give myself a plug here but if anybody's you know ever curious about uh investing in real estate and what it what it takes uh you know feel free to call me or whatever no no obligation i'll be glad to to just told to you because uh, I, I think it's uh, you know time proven uh, great investment. Without a doubt, and and if you don't mind, Dean, while you're on there, go ahead and uh, put your uh, if you don't mind, uh, let them uh, you know give your telephone number, email address, you know any any way that uh, somebody can contact you because our show is not just about basketball; it's about life. Uh, and if you can uh, if you can assist somebody uh, down the road, please share that information if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, phone number is 404-295-8703. And probably the easiest thing to remember is just my website, which is getrealestateatlanta.com. Getrealestateatlanta.com. And, uh, uh, again, just if you live in a different state or whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you can invest in real estate anywhere in the country or the world, whether you want to buy a property and rent it out or, or flip it or, or hold it or, or whatever. Excellent. So this, ladies and gentlemen, we have on Mr. Dean Buckin, former SID for Kansas University, as well as Wake Forest and Georgia Tech. And we'll be back. that coach quick i see you get ready to post up so i'm gonna drop it to you yes sir mr bucking what a pleasure my final question for you. name a time when your patience was tested and how did you keep your emotions in check <laughs> oh my gosh um uh, well i'm not sure this is a good example but uh my first year at kansas um it's 1991, and uh, uh, I was over my head. I had only worked as, as a student at UNCW and then uh, three years as an intern at East Carolina. And uh, my first year at Kansas, uh, we go to the Final Four. And uh, uh, we actually beat, uh, uh, I think we beat Arkansas in the Sweet 16. Yeah, so the Arkansas the three sixteen and then Indiana in the Elite Eight. And I am so nervous. I am so excited. I couldn't be more excited. I mean, I'm just this is the best thing of, of my life. And I've got media, you know, all the national networks, ESPN, you guys remember Roy Firestone. Oh like, sure. You know, I mean they're all coming at me. We want to interview Roy. We want to do this. We want to set me up tomorrow. We want to do... And I'm jotting everything down. And I remember, you know, after we beat Indiana, we're on the way to the press conference, and I'm walking with Roy, who had to be just thrilled, too. I mean, it's his first Final Four as a head coach. And uh, I said, Coach, we got to do this, and we got to do that, and we got to do this. And he, he stopped walking, and he, he put his hands on my shoulders, and very calmly, he smiled. He said, Dean, we don't got to do anything. So I'm like, what? Well, I, I 
guess you're right. Uh, and, uh, and so that, that really kind of settled me down. And, and it's funny that, uh, you know, the, the head coach was, was coaching me. Uh, but that's, that's one thing that, uh, that uh, I remember. Wow. I certainly appreciate that. So listen, as we start to put the wraps on this thing, first of all, uh, your professional, your career uh, was outstanding. Uh, we want to definitely uh, have you on the show just because of what you've touched, what you've seen, uh, and what we want to be able to do on Basketball More in the Game is just not just talk about what happens on the court uh, and all of your business was handled off the court. And again, what a stellar career. And we wish you uh, continued success uh, as you're in one of the greatest cities in the, and I think in the world is in Atlanta, uh, as you continue to provide uh, for your clients. And there's nothing greater than uh, home ownership. So we certainly appreciate that. And I'll toss it to you, uh, Dean, for your closing comments. Guys, I, I'm just so appreciative of you having me. I'm honored, uh, you know, especially considered, considering the quality of guests you get on the show. Uh, I, I can't believe that I've, I've been talking for 45 minutes. You know, I don't talk to anybody for 45 minutes. So uh, that, that's how easy the conversation has been, and so I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Coach Q, get us to the locker room. On behalf of Coach Goins, our special guest, Dean Buckin, former SID at Kansas University, Wake Forest and Georgia Tech, and myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the gym. You've been listening to Basketball More Than a Game with Coach Goins and Coach Quick. Our podcast is available on podbean.com.